You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church or service times or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. turning to that passage several times during the, uh, the message this morning, uh, but what I'd like to do just to start is recap what we've been learning about during May. Uh, if you remember uh, the very first Sunday in May, Tom, Tom gave a message about walking with God and about being in step with God, um, and if you remember it was titled Freshly Squeezed, Freshly Squeezed, uh, there was that lovely picture up there. Um, and uh, Tom, Tom said that the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit are given, but the fruit is grown. If you remember, the gifts are given, but the fruit is grown. And when everything is going well in our lives, uh, when, uh, you know, when there's no stress or pressure, then it's quite easy to put on an image to the world that you are you're loving, that you're kind, you're joyful, you're patient, you're, you're generous, you're... Your, um, your self-control, all of these wonderful things, it's quite easy to put on that image to the world. But it's when you're stressed, when you're squeezed, mm-hmm. yeah. when you're tested, mm-hmm. that the real fruit uh, is, is apparent to the world. And, and, uh, and Tom asked, well, what does that look like? What does it taste like? Does it still look really appealing? Does it taste sweet? Or does it taste quite bitter? Is it, is it dry? <laughs> Um, and, and Tom went on to say that actually um, it's, it's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to grow the fruit within us, but it's our responsibility to walk in the presence of God. It's our responsibility to place ourselves in God's presence, and then the Holy Spirit will bear that fruit. And uh, then the second, the second uh, Sunday, uh, Ian... Uh, stood up and, and shared with us what the Bible has to say about anointing, anointing with oil. And there was a tremendous response at the end of that as well. Mm. And so this message for this morning is, uh, is linked to both Tom's and Ian's messages. And you could say that this is a mini-sermon series, although I'm not sure it was planned that way. A trilogy. But a trilogy, a trilogy. Um, same thing best to last. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what I would say as well is that um, I went back and listened to Tom's message on the, um, the podcast, which is on the, the Facebook site for Riverview Church. And it's amazing, there were a lot of things in there. I was listening intently as Tom was speaking, but there were things that I'd missed. Uh, so I would encourage you to go back, because gleaning is, is a biblical principle. You know, obviously, when, when, uh, when people were harvesting in the fields in days gone by, they would miss, they would drop stuff. And, and I think we tend to do that as well. So I went back and there were lots of wonderful things that, um, uh, that I've missed the first time. So I suggest, I would encourage you just to go back on and listen to the podcast afterwards. And these three, uh, the, these three messages are part of the same thing. So um, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about walking with God? Well, at the same time probably that Tom was preparing his message, um, I was walking with God myself. So um, we're going to go on a little bit of a journey this morning, uh, but before we do that, I'll just, uh, I'll just pray for us. So Heavenly Father, we just praise you, we glorify you, we lift your name on high. 
We just thank you that everything that you do is good. Yes. You are always good, Lord. Thank yes, you, Lord. And so, Heavenly Father, I just pray that this morning that you will minister to each one of us. Jesus, Lord. I just pray that you'll, you'll reveal more of your majesty to us. Amen. You are the God of all creation. And as we come before you now, we stand in your presence, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that there will be healing. Yes, Lord. This morning. And there will be encouragement as well. Amen. Yes, Lord. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Okay, so the walk. Um, so uh, just a little bit of context here, uh, the background to the walk. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't initially starting out, it started out as a walk. Uh, so my, my son Cameron and my daughter Estelle gave me a very, very thoughtful Christmas present, which was a coastal foraging day in Scotland. Now, who can resist free food? I mean, I just can't resist free food. I've, I've done foraging for mushrooms before and, and shellfish and... Uh, but here was an opportunity to really learn about what, um, what you can and can't eat, you know, the free food that, uh, that most of us just passed by. So the, the day was set for the, uh, the 4th of May, 2019, and, um, and uh, unbeknown to Cameron and Estelle, the, the location of this foraging day is, is in Moidart, right in the... Uh, the west of Scotland. Maybe we can have the, the next slide. Thank you. So you can see where the where the um, the dot is. There, it's um, it's west of Fort William. It's on a pristine bit of coastline, and um, and it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, now now this this part of this part of Scotland has got some of the finest walking. Uh, but not many people know that because, um, happily, I would say, that most of the peaks fall below the magic 3,000 feet. So they're not Munroes, they're just below. Uh, so a lot of the Munroes miss them, they're not in any of the Munro books. But actually this is, this is real connoisseur walking. <laughs> and, uh, and I discovered that the start of this walk, which is the Rossven circuit, uh, is very, very close to, the, to where the coastal foraging was. So I thought, happy days. Um, let's, Let's organise a day walking just before the coastal foraging, and I can get you know the two things that I really love doing in one go. So this walk, um, it's it's a well, it's a 19 kilometre walk, 1600 metres of ascent, takes between nine and ten hours, and um, uh, it's got four main peaks. So there's Dromfiacha, the first one, and then moving on round, you've got Blaze, and then Rossven, the two peaks of Rossven, and then finally Anstak. Um, but there's a bit of a slog to get up to the start, but once you get to that lochen, there's a small lochen, I'll just point it out on the map here. Once you get up to there, then the slog part is over, and the rest is just delight. And then to cap it all, um, the, uh, the weather forecast was absolutely perfect, and if anyone walks in Scotland, they'll know that a northerly breeze is what you want, because <laughs> if, the, if it's a prevailing wind from the southwest, it rains. But from the north, it's cold, and it's clear and it's bright and it was a northerly forecast. Light winds from the north, you know, it was just perfect. And in addition, it's just the perfect time of year as well. The snow had gone, the midges hadn't come, you've got enough daylight for a long walk. You know, everything was lining up to be amazing. So normally I would walk uh, with someone else um, just because it's nice to share the experience. 
but on this occasion, nothing could be done about it. I'd be walking on my own. But I did pray. Uh, I prayed earnestly beforehand that I would walk with God. And I prayed that this would be an opportunity to have a bit of a retreat. I knew that Jesus often spent time alone with his Father. And I thought, you know, let's do this. And I thought, you know, Father, please walk with me. My earnest prayer, my heartfelt prayer was that he would reveal more of his character to me during the day, and that he would also reveal to me more about what he wanted me to do, you know, my calling. How did he want me to serve him? Uh, how did he want to shape me and mold me? Uh, so that was my heartfelt prayer. So the walk started, and um, we, um, there's a big red arrow there that you'll see. So something significant happens there in just a minute. Um, so let's move on to the next slide. So this is, this is about three hours in. So I've been talking to God the whole time and uh, hadn't heard a word back. So I was thinking, well, you know, <laughs> the day's going to be over. It's progressing quite quickly. I was thinking, you know, at this rate, the day's going to be over and I won't be any the wiser as to what you, <laughs> you have for me, Lord. And, and so you can see here, this is, so John Pierre Clack has just gone, and this is Skula uh, Blaze, and these are the twin peaks of um, Ross Venn, and that's our stack. And no sooner, no sooner had I said those words, that bang, or, or more, more appropriately, pop, um, I went over heavily on my ankle, and um, I instantly knew it was bad. Uh, my ankle swelled up, ballooned, and um, uh, my mind was racing. I was thinking, you know, what, what, what have I done? You know, is, is it broken? Uh, so I tried to put some weight on it. Felt that I could actually put weight on it, but there was no lateral stability, which is not a great thing in, in, Scot in Scotland when you're walking in the hills. Um, and so uh, I just really thought that, you know, this is serious. What are, what are my options here? Can I go on? Definitely not. Can I go back? No. I knew I had to pay that. So there was intense disappointment initially, um, but then I, I really thought that, oh, well, Lord, you know, I just chuckled to myself and said, well, God, you know, this must be part of your plan. So what is it that you want to say to me? I'm not going anywhere fast now, um, so, you know, here I am. You know, speak to me. I'm listening. And I felt that the first thing that came to me was... Um, was the passage, actually, from James 1, which is, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you be, may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it's interesting that this passage came to me first, because um, uh, in the... the the Bible study classes were studying James, and only two weeks before we had been wrestling with this particular passage. You know, how can you really consider it to be pure joy? This is this is deep joy. This is not some superficial joy. It's pure joy um, when whenever you face trials of many kinds. And and there was little a little bit of a revelation in that that actually when when you turn your focus away from your situation, from the disappointment yes. you're in, and focus on God and his presence and his love, uh, that's when it naturally, you naturally feel joyful. And I, and I did, and I just, I just prayed, I said, you know, I'm in your hands, Lord, uh, I, I trust in you completely, uh, you're here with me, and uh, you know, I am complete, so your will be done. And I felt, I did feel joyful at that point. 
Um, I think a few practical things came in, and I thought, well, you know, I may not be able to get out of this. I may need uh, mountain rescue, but I'm going to try to get out. But I knew there was no phone signal on the way up, so I decided to send uh, my family a message to let them know where I was, what had happened, <laughs> what I was planning to do. Even sent a picture, a photo picture, saying, this is my route. I'm heading north, six kilometers, <laughs> back to the car, so that if Lynn never heard from me again, she would know where to... <laughs> but um, so there was the practical side, and and then also I, I realised that I needed some prayer support. I needed prayer ministry, so I text, uh, I sent a text to Tom while I still had signal, and uh, you know happily Tom replied back instantly. Uh, That's unusual, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed. Almost, almost instant, and uh, Tom said, I'm praying for you now, mate, and I thought, that's brilliant. And I knew that Tom had passed the message on to everyone else as well. So at that point, I felt, I felt really, really good. I felt really good. Uh, I felt in God's hands, I was with God, and I was at peace. I'd slowed right down. Uh, I felt covered in prayer, and I felt, I felt complete. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, I thought, well, okay, let's just start gently... Moving down, moving down the hill, and, um, and as I did, I, I reflected on, on this passage here, that, um, that the first passage from 1 Thessalonians, this is, this is one of my favourite passages actually, and it's the start of the, 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 the passage that Andrew read at the beginning, and it's rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so I did, I just started rejoicing and praising God and praying and giving thanks. And, um, and I must admit, the pain, you know, the pain didn't, didn't really feature, okay, I've taken some ibuprofen and, and put a bandage around, around the ankle, but, um, uh, but the passage of scripture really helped me. And then it also came to mind, to Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it, it just brought home to me the importance of, of actually memorizing scripture. You know, not just reading it, but memorizing it. Memorizing key verses, discussing it with people. And, and so I would encourage you, I know there's no, not going to be a Bible class this coming Wednesday, but um, uh, I would encourage you to come to those Bible classes and, and to study the Bible with, you know, with others, uh, discuss it. Um, and Jesus, when he was in the wilderness being tempted for, for 40 days, he used scripture as his yeah, weapon to, uh, to fight off temptation. Yeah. And so as I, as I um, gently and slowly made my way down the mountain, so this is, this is dropping down from the ridge into the, into the glen, and that's our stack that you can see in the, in the distance. So there's about a six kilometer walk out from here. And you can see it's not flat. <laughs> But um, I, I, just, I just had this sense that God had more for me. So, um, you know, he'd spoken to me already, and, and, and that was great. And I, so I just prayed, I just, I just prayed, I said, you know, what more do you have for me, Lord? And, um, and all of the prophetic words and images that I've heard that, you know, that have been shared recently, you know, here at Riverview, at um, the filling station, started to come into my mind. And so I dwelled on them for about an hour, and it's quite interesting actually that, um, uh, that 
there seem to be three, three different themes to these uh, images. There's one which is a macro theme, you know, high-level stuff, and then another, another layer which is, which is all about bonus and God doing something new in bonus about, um, uh, about spiritual strongholds coming down and captives being set free. And then there is another, another set which is kind of more about the well, Riverview Church and, um, and, and us as a, as a family of believers together. And so the, the, the first macro one is, um, is actually one, I, I don't know whether you've heard it, but, but it's worth sharing. It's, it's one of the, the Holy Spirit as a, almost like a cloud um, or, a, or a wave coming from the east along the coast and then making land at Bowness. Uh, having a kind of beachhead at Bowness and then spreading out to, to Blackness and then Lithgow and Falkirk and the surrounding area. Then continuing westwards to Stirling and, and having a real strong presence, almost like a beacon in Stirling and spreading out from Stirling uh, as a centre for Scotland and then progressing westwards into Ireland and then down and then turning back into Wales and then England. England gets it last. But. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a kind of macro one, and then a lot, a lot of the, um, uh, the ones for Bowness seem to have a military theme to them. Uh, there was one shared at the filling station, the, the last filling station session, which was of the, the army of the Lord marching on horseback along the flints, and then, and then taking control of the high ground over Bowness. Mm. Um, there were other ones of, of the wars of Jericho coming down, and, um, and it, just, it just struck me, actually, at this, at this point, that you know, when Joshua was faced with, uh, or just before um, uh, the walls of Jericho came down, he, was, uh, he had an encounter with the commander of the army of the Lord. Mm. And, um, and you know, I just, I just, you know, it just came into my thought that maybe the commander of the army of the Lord is camped you know, on the high ground above Bonnet. It blew my mind. I don't know whether he is there, but it blew my mind that that could be a possibility. Mm. And then finally, I think the ones, the, the one down there about the containers, um, this was, a, this was a, a picture that Tom shared uh, at the beginning of May, where there were different containers represented, you know, for each one of us. And uh, some were broken, some were dirty, uh, and some were whole. And clean, and um, and, I, and I received um, a, a picture of uh, a whole set of new bowls, clean, and whole bowls, not broken. And there was a downpour. There was a right Scottish downpour, you know, with the, the rain coming at forty-five degrees and absolutely pelting it down, absolutely pelting it. And the bowls were full and overflowing. And you know, the raindrops were just like splashing in these bowls. But it wasn't dark, even though it was a downpour. It wasn't dark, it was bright, and there was a rainbow above them. And I just thought that was really encouraging, really encouraging for us. However, I, I did sense as well that although God has these clean and new bowls to give to us, we have to receive them. Yeah, yeah. We have to receive them. And so I just wonder if you've reflected on, you know, on that prophetic picture that was shared. And, and is there anything that's preventing you from receiving that clean new bowl from, from the Lord? Is there any 
unrepentant sin or unforgiveness, any, any bitterness in, in, in the heart towards others that is preventing you from receiving. And, and if there is, I would just implore you this morning just to let go of that. Just place it at the foot of the cross and just turn and receive that ball. And there, there will be a time of, um, of anointing with oil and blessing and, um, and healing prayer after the service. So, so if, if, you, you know, if in your heart you're, you're receiving that new bowl, then I would encourage you to just come up and, yeah. and mark that with, with anointing and blessing. Okay. And interestingly, actually, there was another uh, image that was given while we were praying before the service of a tree. Uh, representing this church and I believe planted in the garden of the Lord and our names, your names, are written on that tree and it's a healthy tree and God is pleased with that yeah. and Alex gave a prophetic word mm. that, and I think that's linked as well to mm. the tree yeah. so I'd hold on to that and that's good God is pleased with what you're doing God is pleased with you but he doesn't want you to remain where you are he wants yeah. to draw you closer to him <clears throat> um, okay, I'll just click over that. So at this point, this is this is now you know dropping down off the ridge, uh, looking back up up onto the ridge. And you see, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> um, so I, I stopped there again and uh, and pondered for a while, and, and and I asked, you know, I just I just asked the Lord that, um, you know, I said, okay, so you've. You've given me a number of messages here, but in, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, is there anything you want to tell me about walking alone in the Scottish hills? You know, have I been foolish? It's not something I normally do, but, you know, unusually the one time I do do it, I end up going on my ankle. And I knew, I knew that I was going to get people, oh, you shouldn't walk on your own in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, I just turned to the Lord and said, you know, is there anything uh, you know, in that? And, and he said, he said, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Mm. Uh, that message came loud and clear, do not be afraid, for I am with you. So I think it's good, it's good to spend time in wild places with the Lord. It is good. However, there was something that needed to be teased out and wrestled, and that came through this passage here, which was from Ephesians. Um, probably all know it very well. A final word, to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of, the, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing. So stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from God's news, from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I'll come to the last bit in, in just a minute. Now, there's a lot there, and I, can't, I haven't got time to go into all of it, but it is interesting that none of the armour covers your back. So, you know, we're, 
we're required to stand. Um, the word of the word of God. We have a weapon, which is which is the word of God. We have a weapon. It's not just all defensive. Um, we have a weapon as well. But I also wondered whether you know there was something that um, it is true. Jesus has won the victory. He has won the battle. You know, He is our Lord. So death is defeated. Amen. However, the enemy can still. The enemy is powerful. It says that. Yeah. The enemy is powerful, and yeah. he will find ways to bring us down. And, I, and I'm just wondering whether, you know, if any of you are feeling that you've been brought low. Yeah. You've been brought low by the enemy. You know, if you feel that uh, you've forgotten to put the armor on, the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation enables you to take every thought captive. You yeah. know that you are saved. You know that you are loved. And I'll just proclaim that now, that you are loved. Amen. There is nothing that will yeah. separate you from the love of God. Thank you, Lord. And that there is nothing, yeah. no, nothing that has happened that can yeah. prevent you from turning back to him. So if there's anything yeah. that um, has, you know, if the enemy has managed to land a blow, um, yes then I would, I would encourage you this morning, don't delay, just yeah. turn back to him. And, and receive, receive anointing, receive prayer. Um, just recommit yourself, rededicate yourself to him this morning. Because God loves you. He is faithful and he will do it. Thank you, Lord. And so that, that last bit, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So I'll come to that at the end. Um, as, as part of the, the evolving prayer ministry uh, in, in Riverview, we're going to set up a, a prayer rotor. So if we have your contact details, then uh, five families will get prayed for by the prayer team every week, and then we'll let you know when you've been prayed for. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's biblical. It says here, you know, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers. We need to be praying for each other. Because the enemy is not happy with what's happening. God is happy. The enemy is trying to disrupt things. He's trying to attack. And we need to pray for each other. Yeah. <coughs> and then one Peter came to mind as well, which is be alert and a sober mind. It's the same theme. Uh, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking yeah. for someone to devour. He's looking to pick off individuals. Yeah. Um, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Wherever God's church is on fire, wherever people are following Jesus and being obedient, then uh, you know they will come under attack. Yeah. But we have the victory. Amen. Thank you. Um, and, so, and so, as we were, as we were, as I was coming down and, and reaching near where the car was. Um, you know, I just asked, well, what, what practically can we be done? You know, I spoke to God, I said, well, you know, this is all good, but, you know, in practice, what can we do? What strategies can we have? And this verse, Ecclesiastes 4.12, came to me, which is, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Yeah. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Yeah. And so I just thought, you know, maybe there's something about prayer triplets. Um, mm -hmm. So I would encourage you, the, you know, to form prayer triplets, and, and if you let me know, then then corporately you can be prayed for as well. Um, so I know I'm I'm going to be uh, forming a prayer triplet uh, myself, so that um, so that, and the idea behind a prayer triplet is that each of you can can share um, how you're doing spiritually in confidence, and you can hold each other accountable, and you can pray for each other. Mm -hmm.
Okay, so I was down, back at the car, drive to Fort William, A&E, and um, yeah, I thought, okay, well, going to be a long wait. You know, it was a, it was a, a nice day, a busy day. A&E was busy. I think every A&E is busy. I knew I had several hours to wait there. But actually, it, it was quite interesting that I thought, well, that's not a problem. You know, I've, the Lord is here. And so I read my Bible, which was on my phone, and, and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to pray for everyone. I prayed for the, the nursing staff, you know, the, all of, all of the, the, the staff in A&E, and started praying for all of the, the, um, the other um, uh, patients, people who are waiting to be seen. And it struck me that the, the, you know, you know, the natural result of spending all of that time with Jesus is actually to pray and bless other people. Mm. Now, I don't say this to bring glory to me, but I say this to bring glory to God <laughs> and to encourage you. And I have to confess that I haven't managed to live like this every day since. Mm. So my family will, <laughs> will testify to that. But uh, it's just to share that when you do uh, place yourself in the presence of God, then the natural reaction of that is to actually pray for others and bless others yeah. and be joyful to others. So, um, you know, this it, it, when 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 I got back and uh, you know Tom started speaking about the the fruit of the spirit, you know, I just thought, yeah, you know, this is, this is so true. So I just I just want to say. Absolutely, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, if you spend time with God, yeah. if you slow your heart down, if you yeah. just calm yourself, just slow down, write down, spend time with God, then the Holy Spirit will grow that fruit. Yeah. Okay, so in case you want to, you want to see the, um, the gruesome oh, details. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's the one on the left, it's not mine anyway. My is right. But, yeah, so it's... Um, it, it ballooned up to about three times the size. The bruising was from the toes all the way up, half, halfway up the shin. Um, but, amazingly, it's healed. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was it healed? Sorry? When was it healed? Well, when was it healed? Uh, interestingly, I think, I think the healing process was faster. I would say that during the walk, I didn't feel any pain. Yeah. I felt pain in A&E for some reason, I think, because, you know, I'd slowed down. But um, I would say, prob but I think... You know, a sprain like that, probably I would have expected it to take a lot longer to heal. Yeah. But I'd say after two weeks, I was, yeah. you know, almost back to normal. It's quite but you walked in the next day. But I walked in the next day. I know yeah. that's the amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> so I think the power of prayer, absolutely, yeah. uh, testifies to the power of prayer Amen. and the love yeah. of God. Amen. Amen. So just uh, just a quick invitation. So this is the little lock-up. So once you once you've got up onto the onto the ridge, you know from here it's just beautiful. And there were some deer that were monitoring my progress just just around the corner. But um, if if anyone wants to do some walking with me, <laughs> the invitation's there. You don't have to accept it. Then um, then I'd be happy to uh, to go back and complete the walk because uh, I'm really keen to complete the walk. So um, yeah, if anyone wants to, just let me know and we'll we'll arrange a, a suitable weekend. Okay, so just going back to the passage that Andrew read at the beginning: Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I think you know a learning for here for this is that. You know, by being in God's presence, by having your focus on, on Him, 
then actually the natural reaction is to rejoice, even in times of trial and testing. And it's interesting that, that this letter that Paul wrote, uh, his first letter to the church in Thessalonica, uh, was one of his early, church, early letters, and the church was quite young, and they were experiencing persecution. Members of the church, the early followers of Jesus, were being dragged away, they were being tortured, they were being murdered. So this was life and death stuff. Um, and they were also expecting the return of Jesus imminently. Um, and, and this is Paul's letter, he was encouraging them uh, first of all, in their time of persecution, and also giving them practical advice as to what to do while they wait for Jesus to return, and we're still in that place now. Mm. He could return at any moment. Yeah. Yes. And then the second, the second line, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. Yeah. And, and so I just, these, these prophetic pictures and words are a gift from God, they are a blessing from God, they are for us. So I encourage you, you know, test them and, and act upon them. Yeah. And then finally, um, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. So sanctify, sanctification is just a, a process of becoming more holy. Mm. But it's interesting that it's God who does the sanctification. There's yeah. nothing we can do to make ourselves more yeah. holy. So, it's right. God who sanctifies <coughs> But we can, can be in his presence to be sanctified. And then, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's interesting, the order there, because we are made up of, of three parts. And the spirit is the part of us which com communicates directly with the Holy Spirit. It's spirit-to-spirit -spirit communication. It's the flow of healing through the spirit. And our soul is our, our will, our emotions, our memories, our thoughts, our relationships, and our body is, is our body. But uh, any part can be damaged, but it's the spirit that needs to be made whole. Yeah. Um, okay, and the one who calls you is faithful, he will do it. So there we go, so that's just a recap. And then, um, so the response, this is the, the final bit. So I think, you know, the, the message uh, that, that I had for Riverview, I believe is for Riverview, has, has several elements to it, but I think the first one really is, is spend time with God daily. Uh, so it, it you know, really just amplifies what, what Tom had, had been saying in, in his message. Uh, read the Bible regularly and memorize key verses. It, it is our weapon. It is our weapon in difficult times. Uh, and it's a way that God will speak to us as well, through the scripture. But then in terms of practical prayer ministry, uh, in order to prepare ourselves for whatever God is doing, because it feels like he's doing something new in Bonus and in Riverview, uh, we'll have a, a prayer rotor. So there are these, these cards. If you feel that your contact details um, are not, you know, not provided to, the, to Riverview Church, then you should find one of these. If not, there, there's a load of them uh, at the back outside of the, um, this, this um, go out the doors and turn right, there's a load of these and, and a box. But if you, if you would like to be on the prayer rotor and be prayed for on a regular basis, I would just encourage you to, to fill out your contact details and, and then sign the box which says, I give explicit consent for my information to be stored. And that's explicitly for the purpose of the church, nothing, yeah. nothing else. Um, and then prayer triplets, I would encourage you to, um, to form those prayer triplets and, and let me know. 
uh, and then a prayer network. So a new email address has been uh, has been set up. It's prayer at riverviewchurch.uk. So we'll communicate that yeah. uh, widely, and and that's to be used if um, you know if you feel that you're in a trial mm. and you want emergency prayer support. Obviously, you can fill out one of these. Uh, you can call the the church number, which is on the Facebook site. Or you can email that new email address, which which will would, will be communicated. And then finally, healing prayer and anointing the Lord. So we'll we'll offer this uh, you know more regularly, as regularly as as is appropriate. And it is going to be offered uh, well now at the end of at the end of this message. <laughs>